Hello, thank you so much for tuning in today. You're listening to Westside Ministry San Diego with me, Ginger Cansino. And I want to thank you so much for taking the time to drop in on this podcast channel and listen to the Word of God. I wanted to also let you know that I do have my book from Rebellion to Redemption free to anyone who would like it. It would come through the email as a PDF. So all you have to do is email me at westsideministries at cox.net or uh, look me up on Facebook or Instagram and I will get that out to you via PDF. You can print it out and put it in a three, three ring binder or you can leave it on your computer or your smartphone and read it that way. So if you'd like a copy of that, it was published in 2017. Uh, the contract is up and so now I'm offering it for free. I did revise it so it is a little bit different from what it was in 2017. So today we're going to talk a few minutes about Matthew 22 verses 37 through 39. It says, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. So I want to take this script, these scriptures in two parts. The first part is, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. So what does it mean to love God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind? In this day and age, love on this earth is conditional. You'll find families that break up, divorces happen, mothers stop talking to their children, children stop talking to their mother or their father, or their father stops talking to them. It's just... It's like family doesn't really mean anything anymore. And people will turn on their families very quickly. So with that type of love being an example for us on this earth, how do we understand that we are to love God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, and with all of our mind if all that we have seen is conditional love? But God has unconditional love. It's very hard to understand what unconditional love truly means because that's just not really present on this earth. So to me personally, my love language is action. When my husband gives me a hug or a kiss or we have movie night together with popcorn or he or we go out on a date um, hugs and and just attention is more of my love language I, I also love to hear the words I love you and I love to reciprocate that back but my main love language is action so how can I put into action how I feel about God? First of all, to love God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, you can say, okay, if my love language is action, I am to spend time with God. 
in the word and in prayer. Now your love language might be different than mine. Your love language might be more of, of speaking versus doing. But when you spend quality time with God, you are acting on it and you are speaking because you are praying you're speaking to him you're having communication with him it's like marriage if you didn't talk to your spouse but once a month then that marriage isn't going to last very long it's the same with god we need to speak to god on a daily basis so spending time with god is a way of showing him that we love him getting to know god better is a way of showing him that we love him and how do we do that we do that through his word we do that through reading the bible from genesis to revelation and it's you don't have to read like a whole chapter a day you could read two or three verses a day like like we're doing right now um, we're reading Matthew 22 verses 37 through 39 and we're breaking it down. We're trying to understand what this verse means and how it should apply to our lives as Christians. So if I spend time with God in prayer and I spend time with him in the word and I think about him more than not every day. So I think about him more than I don't think about him every day. Then those are three ways that I can love God with all my heart, with all my soul, and with all my mind. We need Christ's help also, of course, to do this because we're human and we mess up and we sin. So we asked Jesus to help us to love the Father as we should love him, to love our neighbor as ourselves. We, we ask Jesus to, to help us to understand this, these scriptures and how we can apply them to our life. So if I like for my husband to be affectionate toward me and spend time with me, then that's how I show my love to God. I spend time with him in the word and I spend time with him in prayer and then during the day while I'm at work or or at home I sing praise and worship songs sometimes when I'm doing the dishes or doing some other sort of chore and then when I'm sitting down I'm thanking him for the day I'm thanking him for what he's done in my life and I, I read the word and I have started uh, back at Genesis and I'm going to read through the Bible uh, but I'm doing it slowly it is a large book so I take it one chapter a day sometimes it's half a chapter if it's got 50 to 70 verses in it um, you know but God sees your heart so if you would make an effort to do these things for God he sees that you are making an effort to show him the affection that he wants from us and he wants us to love him with all of our heart with all of our soul and with all of our mind and he'll honor that the second part of this of these scriptures is to love your neighbor as yourself if we, how do we love ourselves? We take care of ourselves. We 
exercise. I like, I like walking. Walking is my biggest thing. And I love the way that it makes me feel when I'm done walking. And it gives me more energy. And it makes me feel better. So I, I enjoy walking. And I enjoy um, taking care of myself. But I do eat some junk food and, you know, I'm praying to God about that because I am. I do love chips, ice cream, and chocolate. And I eat all three of those at some point, usually on a daily basis. I don't, I try not to eat a whole lot. Of course, if I sit down with a bag of tater chips, they could be gone in no time. So I'm, I like put some off in a plate or something. So I'm not taking the whole bag to the couch with me, but... So we all have our little issues that we need help with God to overcome. But the way we take care of ourselves is the way we need to check on our neighbors. The way that we need to love our neighbors. Are they fed? We like our bellies full. We've got clothes on our back. We've got shoes on our feet. We've got a roof over our head. Is our neighbor's belly full? Do they have clothes? Do they have shoes? Do they have a roof over their head? If they don't, and there's something that you can do about it, then do something about it. If you can't personally do something about it, like welcoming someone into your home to give them a place to stay until they can find a place of their own or something of that nature, then give to organizations that help those types of people. And when you do that, you are loving your neighbor as yourself. So these two commands, the greatest commandments being to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and then the one that goes right underneath that one, and the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And God is very serious about these scriptures. He wants us to put him first in everything that we do. Before my feet hit the floor of the mornings, I usually snooze my clock for, for five extra minutes, which I don't know why, because it really doesn't help or do anything. But when I snooze my clock, I will say, thank you, God, for this day, and help me get through this day, and be with me, and show me what you'd have me to do. and And just kind of have a, a brief conversation with him, acknowledging to him that I need him, that I'm nothing without him, and that I can't make it through this day without him. And then throughout the day at work, I can, I can put my earbuds in and listen to godly stuff while I'm, I'm doing my reports. So I'm getting preaching. I'm getting uh, Christian music. I'm getting fed while I'm working and then when I come home and I eat supper then at some point later in the day I'm making time to spend in prayer with God now all day I'm talking to him some but then in the evening I make some special time to spend with him and when we do this it helps us to grow it helps us to learn what God would have us to do. And then when we in turn love God, we're going to love 
our neighbors as ourselves because they are God's image. Whether they're sinners or believers, we're all made in the image of God. So, therefore, God expects us to respect everyone else on this earth. When we look at a stranger, they are made in the image of God. They may not be a child of God, but God created everyone that's ever been born. And he has a job for everyone. But at some point in time in our lives, we make the decision whether we're going to serve him or not. So, with that respect of understanding that everyone is made in the image of God, we should look at everyone and say, okay, God made that person for a reason. That person might not be a good person. That person may be a serial killer. But God made that person in his image. And we are to pray for our neighbors. And we are to help our neighbors if they're in trouble. Now, obviously, if they're a serial killer, hopefully they're in jail. <laughs> because that is a big sin, obviously. But we are to pray for them. You know, God still loves them like he loves us because Christ died on the cross for those types of people as well. I know that that's hard to grasp sometimes, but God still expects us to help those in need. So the homeless, the the people that are more poor or or don't have as much as we do, God wants us to help our neighbors and to love them and and care about them. You know, if you live near a, an elderly neighbor and you haven't seen them outside for a little while, a couple of days or something, you know, go by and do a welfare check on them. Make sure that they're okay because there's so many people that live by themselves and, and they don't really have family around. So we're to be God's hands and feet. And we are to love others as we will love ourselves. We wouldn't go around beating up ourselves. We wouldn't go around hurting ourselves, shooting ourselves, or, or stabbing ourselves. Um, you know, I understand that sometimes suicide does happen, and those are, are in cases of, of mental illness. But people that are children of God, who are serving God and are true children of God, are not going to not going to hurt ourselves. So we are to give that same respect to our neighbors in not hurting them. Don't dispute over, you know, your neighbor's tree's leaves got into your yard or something of that nature. You know, we are to do the very best we can to love our neighbors as ourselves. And we can do this with the help of Christ. We cannot do it without the help of Christ because Christ gives us the love that we need for other people. Other than that, we are going to be humans and humans tend to be more on the vengeful side and more on the I don't want anything to do with you, get out of my face side. But when we're children of God and we have the heart and the character of Christ, we're going to be more on the I love you and I'll pray for you side. 
Um, do you need help carrying your groceries inside? We're not going to be like the world. We're going to be like Christ. And we are supposed to have his character. He says in the, in the Bible to take up your cross and follow him. We aren't to be like the world. We are to be like Christ. We are to model ourselves by the character of Christ with the help of Christ. So, in these verses, and I just ask that you, at some point later today, just sit down and read Matthew 22, verses 37 through 39, and ask God to show you what He wants you to see in these scriptures, and ask Him to help you to do better at loving Him and loving your neighbor. We all need help. We all need help loving God more, and we all need help loving our neighbors more. Because none of us are perfect. And some of us are going through our day very busy, and we don't even have time to stop and, and chit-chat with anybody or anything. And so we need to ask God to help us to be able to love Him with all of our heart, soul, and mind, and to love our neighbors as ourselves. And when we do this, He will. He will help us. He will begin to soften our hearts. And He will begin to allow us to see other people the way He sees them. The way He loves them. So, today's quote is by Charles Spurgeon. Charles Spurgeon was alive in the 1800s. He was a Baptist preacher. He was very well known uh, kind of like Billy Graham back in those days. And it says, It is a sure sign of growth in spiritual life that God's word is more sweet to me than it used to be. So if you're wondering if you're growing in Christ, is the word of God more sweet to you now than what it used to be? That is a good way of measuring your your growth. We all need to be growing in Christ. We, we don't need to stay stagnant in one place. We all need to be growing in Christ. So we need to, to pray, spend time with God in the Word, and, and show God that we love Him by talking to Him throughout the day. Um, you know, you can just you talk to him in your mind. You don't have to talk to him out loud because, because Christ can read your thoughts. He knows your heart. He knows your, your, your mind and your heart. So if you're at work and you're sitting at your desk and you just want to talk to Christ, just do it in your mind. And when you get home, try to spend some quiet time with him. And then love your neighbor as yourself. Start looking out for your neighbors. Start seeing if they need anything. And, and, and just showing love when, when they need it. If we do these things, we will be well on our way of fulfilling Matthew 22, verses 37 through 39, with the help of Christ. Thank you so much for listening, and God bless.